Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Hiring Advantage. I'm Chrissy, and today I have an incredible guest on with me. So this podcast was actually recorded a few months back. I was batch recording at the time and just working out when was the best time to introduce the system side of hiring into your ears. Obviously, systems and automations and processes are not a part of your hiring process. However, I am a huge believer in outsourcing, in getting support and also having systems and processes and automations in your business before you hire. For anyone who's up in startup phase, there will be a period of time where you do need to run on your own or run with a partner. Typically, if you're, you know, a smaller business, you're not necessarily going to hire right away, but there are certain systems, processes and outsourcing that will take place before you hire. Now, I brought on the incredible Laura Vucic to chat to you about this. So Laura has got a really varied background, as she talks about in the podcast. One of her more recent businesses was a VA business. And in this business, she worked to support online business owners with their systems and their processes, which is a real area of passion for Laura. Now, her more recent work includes the Launch with Ease program, where she supports business owners and coaches to launch their programs successfully to give them a life of abundance and flexibility with their time. I have personally joined this container and it's fantastic. For me, and this is something I talk about all the time on Instagram, as a business owner and well, my ideals as a business owner is I really don't want to do everything on my own. And I also really don't have the time to spend gathering information. I would just much rather go to an expert and someone who's invested in the time in their area of expertise to set up a business. They're going to know what they're talking about, right? They've backed themselves, they set up a business, they set up online programs, and I am all about this. My career has been in hiring. I am always willing to go and find out the information for that. I'm really passionate about it. What I'm saying to you is if there's an area of your business that you're not passionate about, and this is this is the way that I approach business, is go and find an expert to help you. Follow them on Instagram, or maybe it is worth investing the money if that is a key part of your business. Going back to systems, before I hired my team members, I did a couple of things. So on the outsourcing space, I hired a VA to implement a system for me. So my VA is an expert in ClickUp. She implemented ClickUp, which is a project management tool, which me and Laura talk about. So she implemented that for me because she's an expert. I told her the vision and the outcomes of what I needed to achieve and she built it for me. And then we worked through to refine it together, which is just a dream come true. She also delivers a VA service. So she's gone on to stay as my VA and really get my processes and systems set up so that I can scale to the point where I can hire. And now my VA can actually support me in training my new hire in ClickUp, which is the main project management tool that we use. I'm also in the process of having Dubsado implemented again, because we are scaling this me and team members now. So to refine those onboarding and and contract processes for my client. So I'm such a huge believer in systems. Now in this episode, Laura talks about different systems, different processes. And she also talks as a launch expert for online courses. She also talks about if you are going down that space. So if you are looking at delivering an online 
course as a coach, what that team that supports you can look like. So it's such a powerful episode for anyone who is online business. I think you'll get so much value out of it. So enjoy. I'm so excited as always when I bring on my fabulous guests. I think we're going to get so much value out of this episode. I have the lovely Laura Vucic with me and we are going to have a chat about something that is way outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) But that's why you bring on guests, right? To support you. And we're going to be talking all things system and processes because that is Laura's jam. (laughs) Yay, I'm so excited to be here. So Laura, for those who don't know you, I wondered if you could start off with your elevator pitch. (laughs) Sure. Oh, I love this. I love a good elevator pitch. So I'm Laura and I love helping women who are in all different stages of life, but are mainly working in the online coaching space. And I love to help them launch their programs to as many people as possible to help them change lives. Yes. (laughs) And it's always a really interesting journey talking to small business owners or business owners, I shouldn't say small, about what their journey has been to date. So what did your resume look like before you went into small business? Oh, this is an interesting one. So I actually, I probably started in small business. I mean, like I started working when I was 14 and nine months in a local cafe, but I had my first business. Well, when I was 17, I did, I sold Nutramedics. So I went into the MLM and then at 18, I opened a dance school and that was, yeah, that was really interesting. We had that for a while that grew really quickly, but I also at the same time was working and I got an opportunity to move to Melbourne and set up a really cool corporate office. At the time we were doing some contract work for Commonwealth Bank. And so they just want a big contract and I went over there to set it up. So I closed that down and then I did that for a little while. And then I actually got into the startup space. So 10 years ago, wait, how old am I? Yep. So it would have been literally 10 years ago. (laughs) I got into the startup space. Really, it was You know, it's hard enough now explaining to people what you do in the online space. Back Mm -hmm. then, it was even harder and it was more of the techie side of things. So like, you know, the actual startup apps and that kind of stuff. So I did that um, and then that didn't really work and that was for a multitude of reasons. And then I went into corporate. So I ended up spending about eight years in corporate where I worked um, for a lot of building companies of the, you know, the big building companies. um, And then I moved into mining. So ended up work with some of, you know, I'm in Perth. So uh, for those of you that know, <laughs> we are all about mining. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked for two of the big mining companies here in Perth and then COVID hit. Well, I actually had a baby and then I went back in December of 2019 and then COVID hit in 20, March 2020 and I saw it as my opportunity. They were offering redundancy. So I was like, right, mm-hmm. I'm out. Catch up. And <laughs> then I ended up here. <laughs> Amazing. And I love I love a Mark Leaves story. Can obviously relate to those who know my story. Um, totally. If you had to, I ask everyone this: if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Loud, <laughs> uh, <laughs> loud, fun, and um, what would I use? Maybe the word like intriguing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're good. They're different. They're different words. I like that. Yeah, 
that's great. I'm pretty confident now that my mission in life is actually to make people see different perspectives. And so that comes across in many different ways for different people. So intriguing fits that bill. <laughs> and that is really interesting because it leads well into the next question. When do you think you found your niche? Well, my niche. Okay. So my mission has been since I was about 10. There was an event that happened for me with some family friends where I identified that every woman needed to earn their own money. So that's when my mission started. My niche for what I do now, which I absolutely love, probably started about six months ago, actually, where I was doing some work for another client or a few other clients. And it just hit me. Like I was getting people asking me questions all the time and they weren't, I was doing the work for these clients, but then everybody else was asking me these questions and it just came so naturally to me. Like I could genuinely help them over the phone without really ever seeing their business. And I was like, right, this is it. So, you know, I've been in business quite a few times and I think people think where where they're starting is what they're going to end up with. And that's just so never the case. Like, for me, it's been six months ago that I'm like, absolutely, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So on the Hiring Advantage podcast, we, we always talk mm-hmm. about hiring, but yeah. I love to bring guests in to talk about complementary subjects. And essentially the sure. reason we hire is to scale and grow our businesses, For sure. service more people, make more money. Let's be frank. So hiring is just one part of scaling your business though. So where for you do systems and automations fit into that growth model? Cool. So I love systems and automation. So it's for me, um, so I obviously teach launching, but systems and automation is a huge aspect of that. And this is for anybody, like I did I did um, systems and processes for years in my corporate job. So this is not just about launching. If you are in that smaller business online space, it's for everybody. And they are really so critical when it comes to scaling. I I would almost say if you don't have them, you really shouldn't be scaling. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I mean, and it's controversial coming from me because I obviously am so passionate about people hiring, but we were talking about this a little bit off mic as well. Like I I could never hire or, or support someone else hiring into their business if I didn't think that business was set up to enable that new employee or that new hire for success. For sure. I think, you know, we've got to think about the types of people we want to bring in and and how we're going to support them. Because at the end of the day, your job is to also create a culture within that business and processes enables you to do that. Really, for me, the only other time that you would not have processes is when you're employing somebody to set up processes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Outside of that, you know, outside of that, they, they just enable so many opportunities and they help really like they not only help, it's like critical for your onboarding process. Yeah. And it's also critical for consistency for your clients, right? 100%. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And it's your brand, as you talked about. So how can you utilize tech and processes? And and maybe actually, before we dive into that, we need a little bit of a lesson. (laughs) Because I feel like probably a lot of other small business owners that I potentially use the systems, processes, sure. even automation words a little bit incorrectly. Cool. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start from the top. So we have systems and sometimes systems can get confused with like online tools, right? Because you might hear, you know, Dubsado or Kajabi or Active Campaign or whatever it is. And you think, oh, that's a system. That's an online system, right? Now, to be frank, I don't really care what we use, but to make 
for me, where the confusion comes in is that's probably the biggest piece, right? So mm-hmm. let's just for this purpose, they're online tools, right? So anything that's going to enable you to do your work better with like a platform, online platform, online tool, whatever you want to call that, right? Then we have systems. And so systems for me, this is your overarching concept, right? So for example, you might have a system for your social media. They're not the processes inside of it. It's just your system. So how do all of the pieces in your social media fit together? Because you might, at the moment, it might be really hard for some people to think through this. Well, hang on, like I've got my Instagram process. Sure. But as you grow, you now have Instagram, you have Facebook, you now have LinkedIn. That all would sit under one system of social media. Like how does all, you think about it like an ecosystem. Your system is like an ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. And then we've got processes and they are more of the, you know, step one, do this. Step two, do this. That That's what your process is. And then automations are more on the techie side. They are the things that are actually happening automatically. And nine times out of 10, they are done by an online platform for you. Yes. So I can Yes. Okay. You ready for it? Okay. Cool. So... <laughs> How can you utilize online tools yeah. <laughs> during your hiring process in your business? Oh, cool. All right. So look, there's so many, there are so many platforms and tools out there that you can use that really enhance your processes. But for me, like I wouldn't ever, ever recommend a business doesn't have this, which is a project management tool. Yeah. And, you know, people always think, well, I don't do projects in my business. I had a boss once and he said to me, and she was a client, but he said to me, every single thing that we ever do, whether it is life or business, is a small project. It has a start and it has a finish. So therefore, it's a project. And so anything that we do in our business, even if it's ongoing, it might be ongoing every month, but it's for a short period of time, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything has a start and finish date. And so using a project management tool is absolutely critical when you are trying to scale because it's also going to then help you delegate tasks. It's going to help you just from a memory point of view, like getting everything in there. It can also help you, you know, we are really moving in a really quick paced environment at the moment with all of the online opportunities. And so having a place where you can store everything together, like your documents and linking people to them is also critical. Mm -hmm. So for me, my go-to always is click up. If you haven't used it, it is the bomb diggity. (laughs) I cannot recommend it enough, honestly. Like when I first got into the industry, Asana was one of the ones that was talked about. And I've used quite a few like Monday and Trello and all of those things. But ClickUp really, really does take the cake for me just in its functionality and the way they've thought through things, but also visually, like I'm quite a visual person and Mm. I want to see things a certain way and it's got a lot of manipulation inside of it. So having that as a tool and then for your hiring process, what ClickUp can do is you can actually utilize it to have your process, right? So if Mm. you have, which I'm assuming we all have hiring processes, right? Once you've identified your process, you put that into ClickUp and then you move people through the process as they happen and you can create a folder for each person. So, you know, you might have candidate one, candidate two, candidate three, and then in each of those files, you have all of the information there, you know, resume, any questions you want to ask them, any links that you have to send them like Zoom or whatever, they can all sit together and you don't have to go looking for things. Even if you've got something like Google Drive, it all links together. So I really think that having ClickUp for your hiring process is a no-brainer, plus really your entire business if you are looking to employ. Fantastic. And then 
also, as you mentioned, you can use it cohesively in your team, which goes into the next question. Absolutely. So the online tools that you can use when your team is in to work together. Cool. So obviously Zoom, like I don't really reckon anybody can operate without Zoom these days. (laughs) So Zoom is critical, but you know, ClickUp, like I said before, what I really love in ClickUp is that we can have our hierarchy of all of our processes in there. So you might have your overarching page and it's like, you know, click here for this process, click here for this process and whatever it is, and it's going to link you to everything. And your staff then have one portal. It's one place that they can go to find Yes, they can find all of their tasks. They can also find all of the processes. Mm-hmm. There's a team chat function in there. So you can chat between different tasks or chat overall. There's so much functionality. In there. There's dashboards where you can see where things are at at a quick glance. Like it's got your own inbox for every single person that uses it. So they go in every day and they say, okay, cool. This is my tasks that are due today. This is the comments that I need to go back to people on. You know, super important for me if you are looking to scale and for me, the best businesses that I see, the, the businesses that operate the most efficiently are the businesses that treat everything like a project. Every single task that you do is in that system and it has a due date and people are operating towards that due date. So I don't know if you know this about me, but one of my big corporate jobs was I actually worked in a huge transformation office in a bank and I managed all of their resources and hiring for this huge transformation office. So everything was obviously an in-house system, but everything was a process. And it was, it was essentially a project. So it was managing the rolling on and the rolling off of staff within a project, within a project, within a project, right? Mm-hmm. And moving yeah. those people around. And if you don't have processes and systems to manage that, it, you just won't be able to do it. Not at that volume. Absolutely. And I think this is the thing. I think people, you know, as we start out, we're like, oh, it's fine. I'll get to it. I'll do it later. But what we really want to do is set the foundations now so that we can build upon them and we can build quickly. And also you can then step out because what, you know, like I think where people also want to get to is that we want to hire people where we don't have to make every choice and decision and tell them every single thing that's inside our head. Mm -hmm. We can go, hey, go here and all the information is here. and. We talked about off mic as well, but I know you're doing some really exciting things in your business at the moment. So I actually spent a couple of hours this afternoon digging into your podcast. So do you want to talk us through what's happening in Laura's world? Yeah, sure. So I launched the podcast and that has been super exciting. And I'm also bringing out a new program, which I'm so excited about, which is called Launch With Ease. And it is there to help small businesses or online coaches launch their programs to you know, impact change. Mm-hmm. And for those considering launching a program, uh-huh. what support, what teams do you see Great question. fitting around those people? What do you recommend? Cool. So um, I don't think you can really, I mean, look, you can, you can do anything in life, right? But <laughs> I really don't think that you should be launching alone, maybe the first time. But after that, we are really wanting to bring in a team. And the way that launching operates is that we have a lot happening all at once and then it kind of dies off. And as your launches get bigger and bigger and bigger, you are planning you know, six months in advance because that's kind of where all your focus goes, right? Like a launch is where you generate your income. And so therefore all of your attention is going to that. And so as we get bigger and bigger and we scale more and more in our launches, 
we are needing teams to support us. So not only are we needing the, you know, the virtual assistants who are amazing and can help us with all of that kind of stuff, but we're bringing up different types of people. And my biggest advice here is to hire people who do not have the same skill set as you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Just that is so critical. And like bringing people on, for example, like things that I'm not very good at or like take me the longest are graphic design <laughs> and copywriting. So they're the first two people that I hired. <laughs> graphic design and copywriting, right? Like that was critical for me. But then we're also wanting to move into, you know, you might get affiliates and then you need an affiliate manager or a community mm-hmm. manager if you've got a program. And again, at some point, we're going to also have to make the decision. And this would normally be where either um, an OBM or an integrator. So depending on where you're at, an OBM online business manager is somebody that would probably be outsourced, but work solely, well, potentially not solely, but work inside your business mm-hmm. and help you manage everything. An integrator is that next level where they're actually going to be inside your business. They're employed by you yes. and they are the decision maker. So you get to step away. You become the visionary again and then you get to step away and allow the integrator to make decisions for you. They're managing the team. They're making those decisions like all hiring and all of that kind of stuff and you get to go back to being that visionary and that's where we want to end up but we can't do any of that. Like an integrator could never step in with no processes it would be a train wreck so they're like a, an integrator is like an operations manager uh, yeah in the traditional sense absolutely yeah but they are more yeah i guess that you know in a more traditional structure you might have like you have your ceo and then you might have like you know your cfo your mm-hmm. um your coo your whatever you've got right whereas in online world you know yes in air quotes um the structure is actually more like you as the ceo the visionary then the integrator and then mm-hmm. everything else so then your cfo you see like you might have a marketing person a operations person a teams the integrator is actually the person between so like when i worked in mining we also had like the ceo and all of the c-suite team had their strategy managers or um whatever you would call them it's kind of like that person but then everybody else reports to them oh I love this. I'm learning so much. Thank you so much, Laura. Pleasure. So it's, look, it's a really exciting time for you. I'm so glad that you've come on to talk to us. Uh, Guys, if you are thinking about launching a programming course and from what I see, it's the way to go, right? So especially in service-based businesses, if you are talking to a niche and you talk beautifully about this on your pod, about how it empowers women and the life that comes with it and the flexibility. So if you are passionate about it, please listen to Laura's pod. I'm sure you've got a few things to say before I ask you my last question. Yeah, look, I think, you know, any any business that you choose, as long as you are deliberate, can give you flexibility. For me, though, I love launching because as a mum of a small child... Life doesn't always go to plan. And so not having to show up every day and not that we're not consistent because we're still consistent in a launch, but having more flexibility because we are only doing, we're only, you know, operating to get leads at certain times gives us just so much more flexibility. And for me, that's really, really important, which is why I fell in love with launching. And before I let you go, I've got one last question I ask everyone. Okay. Oh, geez. (laughs) <laughs> so if you could hypothetically hire yep. anyone, so likely someone okay. famous or influential, dead or alive, in other country, it's all good, to work with you for one year, who would that be and yep. why? 
Cool. I know straight away. It'll be Steve Jobs. Mm. Um, aside from the fact that I have a huge obsession with him. <laughs> can you imagine where your business would be at if mm. Steve Jobs worked in your business for a year? And I relate to him. Like a lot of people, I remember watching his movie at the cinemas with my mum and my mum was like, what an arsehole. And I was like, what a legend. <laughs> <laughs> that for me, I love that style. I'm very much that style as well. Like I'm super um, understanding of where people are at, but also like, for me, we're all busy moms. We've all got stuff to do. Let's just like mm. move through it and then we can have fun afterwards, you know? Like, so for me, that is my operation style as well. And I absolutely love him. And I mean, what a genius, right? So innovative. I mean, I use that word innovative a lot, but he's the ultimate innovative. Like I have, I'm, I have his, you know, I'm just waving my Apple <laughs> phone at Laura. Totally. So he's in everyone's house, isn't he? He's amazing, amazing. So look, yeah. I've had I've had so much fun and learned so much, and my vocabulary has improved, Laura. So, <laughs> well, I'm so pleased that I could help with that. And yeah, and I'm sure there'll be crossover in the future. I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure everyone will get so much out of it too. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hiring Advantage podcast. If you have any questions or love the show, head over to at Hiring Advantage on Instagram and let me know. If you learned something today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a review or shared this with someone else that you think would benefit from this knowledge. Until next time, happy hiring queens.